Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada the Engineer, with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. We just got off doing show and tell. Well, show and tell. Well, but it's late, but it's because it was so good. Oh, well, worth it. Uh, it's good. We're going to talk about it, but it's also going to be up on YouTube in a minute. Let's get right to it. Mr. Lady Ada, what's the code and what's on tonight's show? Code is switch, 10% off the native for Star all the way up to 1.59 p.m. Use it or lose it, you'll see free stuff along the way. We'll talk about some of our live shows, including Show and Tell, which we just did. Some Desk of Lady Ada, including the Great Search. We've got JP's product pick of the week highlight. We're going to do some factory footage. We got some 3D printing. We got INMPI, brought to you by DigiKey. This week it is Triad. We got a bunch of top secret. We got new products for answer your questions. We did that on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, discord.gg slash Adafruit. That is where we answer your questions. We also have some Adafruit.io news, some Adabox news, all that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Okay. Okay. So, Lady Ada, when people buy stuff, what do they get? When you buy from Adafruit.com, you get freebies and you get also the warm feeling of supporting us, which is awesome yeah. because nice. uh, we don't have VC or loans or funding. And no. so we kind of make money by selling good electronics and then giving some of it away. Sell you things without selling you out. Yeah, we don't even, yeah, we're not even selling our data to OpenAI. <laughs> Apparently that's the cool thing to do this week. Yeah. Sorry, uh, $99 or more, you get a free VCB coaster with this beautiful Adafruit gold logo on it. You get a little bumpers too, so it doesn't scratch your desk. I have one on my desk. Uh, it keeps my desk from getting little rings on it when I put my coffee on there. 149 or more, you'll get a KB2040 microcontroller board. This is a lovely little board, features an RP2040 chip has eight megabytes of flash, QT, a button, a NeoPixel, and USB Type-C. Uh, it's Pro Micro Pinout compatible, which means it's a great upgrade for those Pro Micro projects that want CircuitPython or Arduino and lots more RAM and flash and memory. $199 or more, free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. That's uh, trackable, insured, and wonderful. And we still are giving away $2.99 or more Circuit Playground Express all-in-one electronics dev board with the SAMD21. It runs Arduino or CircuitPython or MicroPython or Code.org CS Discoveries or MakeCode. And it's got NeoPixel and buttons and sensors and LEDs and capacitive touch and everything. It's a great way to learn coding and electronics without needing to do any soldering. Just plug it in and you're ready to go. Okay, great. And don't forget, code switch. And you use those together. A um, little bit of news. We are returning to the Ada box as we talked about last year. And our goal was Did we do it? Yeah. Our goal was to get some out by the end of 2023, which is a couple months ago. And then we shipped a thousand, a, a few thousand, in fact. And I many thousands. I can say that um, we're pretty much ready to take on your subscription. So if you want an Ada box, here's what you can do. You can go to adabox.com right now. Yep. We're going to make a few. We're still giving some folks some time to update their credit card and addresses. But for the folks who don't, we um, we can't get a hold of them. We will cancel subscriptions. Sorry. Um, you can always subscribe again. But we want to make room because there's been a long waiting list. So go to adabox.com. And uh, let me see if I have adabox.com here. Yeah. So you can go to adabox.com. Uh, we also have our um, unboxing. Um, date on here it's march 20th there's going to be a live video and more and uh we have the latest and greatest so it's a secret yeah it's so um we'll be updating the text on here shortly but we're giving folks just a little bit more time because you know as during part shortage yes was it possible to ship beta boxes i will say if you have a subscription and you got a notice or first off if you have not received your ada box shipment notification yeah, email, support at email support at adafruit because the ada we have shipped every subscription that was from like previous to a week ago. If you just signed up yesterday, it might take a couple of days to ship. But if you have just been subscribed for more than a week and you've not gotten your shipping notice yet, email support Adafruit because chances are your credit card maybe has an issue, or your address has an issue, uh, you need to fix it. And then we have your Adabox sitting waiting patiently to go out. Um, yeah, and then uh, you have until I think the 8th to update your address or credit card. Otherwise you're gonna release your subscription and let somebody else sign up. Okay, and uh, thanks. And we always fill up. Yeah, thanks, folks, for um, also uh, letting us know you got your boxes in the chat. Okay, uh, we do a bunch of live shows. We hosted the show and tell this week. It was packed. It was a good week to do show and tell. Thank you, Adafruit team who have been hosting. We alternate 
Um, also, JP, Liz, thanks for that. So Jay stopped by with a new bot that was Digit. Yeah, it's um, like a little head tracking really thing. Really cool. So yeah, using, um, uh, I guess what's some- Accelerometer. Yeah, the accelerometer yeah. to kind of keep, if you've ever seen the videos of like chickens where you're kind of like, so you hold a chicken, chicken and move its head. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. It's like that, but with a robot. Yeah, Mohit showed um, the M2 or M.2 boards. Yeah, particle boards. Um, if you want to see the latest and greatest from particle, check it out. Also, um, some circuit sculptures. Melissa showed a C4 emulator. Liz showed a really cool, um, I think, good use of some of these AI tools. You take a picture with the open source Memento. You send it off to a, an AI service, and you say, describe this photo. And it sends you back, text, yeah, yeah. sends you back alt text. Really good use in. Um, you actually don't see a lot of demos like this um, because there's so much involved. But this, we actually show you step by step. You can see the code. There's no metadata attached to the photo. It's a photo you want to take. And she took a photo of a little dinosaur on a table, and it's like that's a little yellow dinosaur on a table. Yeah, she, she, took, care, she took a photo of a like, fidget toy, and it was like you took a photo of a little yeah. like toy thing. It was actually it was, and it can read text. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, if. Um, yeah, if I was someone who was doing an AI device company, I would just show that demo. Of course, I'd have to, it wouldn't be wouldn't be their product, but it actually captures what AI can do. And I know, like I said in the show and tell, I know there's polarizing extremist opinions like it's going to kill us all. It stole everything. There's also <laughs> uses of technology. Any technology can be used for for bad. Um, when you send off this photo, it looks at it and it sends back alt text that can be used for all sorts of things like accessibility or describing what's on the photo like anomaly detection all sorts of things yeah could be um, and uh, it's all under your control it's not um being used in a way you don't know about it so anyways uh check it out if you're interested in this stuff uh sun and moon led fashion show lots of cool photos yeah. from fashion week and probably um one of the best collections of uh, what's going on with uh, very colorful interesting led wear um it was great to get kind of Prospect a, would have loved this shit. a front, a front seat. To, yeah. uh, we couldn't make it to the fashion show this year. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. Uh, Mark showed off the USB HID interfaces using CircuitPython for a flight simulator. That was neat. That was very cool. showed off the display adapter for QtPy using CircuitPython. And NanoGraphs showed off um, amazing live video of um, an, a microscope going into like you there know, was a, yeah, it was a um a thermal camera. So he like zoomed in, and they showed how they cut a hole in the thermal camera yeah. with the with the beam, and then also a uh, MEMS microphone. I just like love it, and it's so fast, and the quality is amazing. Yeah, and um, you know, electronics <laughs> are kind of sealed away, and even if you open them up now, it's like, well, what are those things? Um, so we're gonna have them back. Put in your requests in the chat, and I'll yeah. reach out to them. We'll, they also have a kit we'll, that they're selling soon. There's a lot of stuff that they're doing. We'll, we'll sponsor, like we'll send them the parts. Yeah. And then they can blast holes. Yeah. So um, anyways, really neat. And I don't think there's anything else like this. Yeah. Very fun show and tell. Neat. On Sundays, we just desk of Lady Ada. It's in two parts. What was the first part you showed this week? Okay. So this week I talked a lot about cowbell design. I designed like a whole... You know, some weeks I like I, I get to design a lot of hardware. And then like other weeks I'm like, how did I find time to design all that hardware? But I, I don't know. I, I snuck it in somehow. Yeah. I designed a whole bunch of cowbell boards. Camera cowbell, uh, doubler, single, terminal block. I uh, just showed off a couple of design decisions on uh, cowbells, and we'll be getting back to the cowbell party real soon. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, and then we also have Great Search, where you help find things on digikey.com. What was the part that you showed off and found this week? Okay, so this week, one of the boards that I showed off has battery charging built in, and so I was like, oh, you know, I never covered the simple resistor, you know, set battery charger chips that I use, the MCP73831 uh dash 2CIO2 uh and so I thought I would talk about them all the different variants and a couple other options um you know I use this chip but there's actually other chips that might also work really well for you um so check those out I also give a recommendation you know to use officially um manufactured and designed lipo charger chips because that's what I do I think it's a good idea like some stuff it's like oh you know you can use gray market but I would I would always say like if you're charging batteries um, you want to make sure you're charging them with a proper charger chip. Okay. Um, and then just a programming note for the folks who've wanted Raspberry Pis, you know, we have them in stock. I know yeah, that they're... And we just put some in today. We put some in stock and uh, you just have to make two-factor authentication. Um, there's still people who bought Raspberry Pis and haven't got them on other sites because they did back orders and they it was 
that's it. That's how it works. We only put them in stock if we have them. So if you want to go to Adafruit.com, you can get a Raspberry Pi 5, 8 right gigabyte now. right now. We also have like Pi, sorry, we have zero two Ws, I think, as well. Oh. All right. And then on Tuesdays, we do JP's product pick of the week. Here is this week's highlight. The Power BFF. And we have the Neo RGB Stem Up. I have the Cutie Pie plugged into the Power BFF. Power BFF is mounted to one of our little swirly grids. I have a 12 volt power supply plugged into the Power BFF. That is supplying power to the Cutie Pie, five volts that it needs. Power and ground from the Power BFF over the Stemma cable to the Neo RGB Stemma board. And the white wire there is actually running to one of my GPIO pins. So that is sending NeoPixel signals. It thinks there's a NeoPixel there. Uh, but what you can see this happening here is my RGB strip is plugged into the red, green, and blue and common anode lines running through color fading demo. A single color. And now we can go through and just set it to individual colors. This is the Power BFF for Cutie Pie and the Neo RGB Stemma. JP's workshop tomorrow, and then either Scott or Tim will be doing deep dive on Friday. Let's do some Python on hardware. This comes from our newsletter. Lots of stuff this week. You have your pick of the week. Um, you can check out all the latest and greatest. There is a MicroPython update. There is a CircuitPython 9. Um, if Beta, we're getting a lot more bugs. Thanks everybody for putting those in. Yeah. We had seven bugs and apparently now we're up to 14 bugs, which is actually good because it means people are testing stuff uh, and opening. Uh, Tips are running a Raspberry Pi for a long period of time. Lots and lots and lots of news about Python, is... especially if um, you're thinking of picking a programming language or some things that we have. We usually have what employers are looking for um, or you know, if you're thinking about data sciences, Python's a pretty good choice. So we have those, but this week, Highlight of the week, Lady Ada. Um, you had this one. It's Project of the Week, making a MIDI. Um... Two things. There was two audio projects. Yeah. So this is the MIDI Kalimba, which I just thought was cool because I love people using the MIDI and HID and capacitive capabilities that we have in CircuitPython. Three things that um, are not available in some other um, Python, MicroPython-like versions for yeah. uh, the Pico. And so I, I think I love it when people are using like what CircuitPython is really good at, which is USB devices. Um, and then there's another project. If you go scroll down, uh, top of the bottom, keep, keep going, 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 keep going. Keep, keep. Burm, 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 burm. Yeah, it was Look at all this content. I know, there's so much content. Uh, it was the... Oh my God, sorry, there's so much. There was, there's a lot of projects. There's another thing. I don't remember what it was. It was the, um, now I feel bad. I should have given you the link. There was the MIDI synth and then there was the project that was like the synthesizer. Yeah. I, I feel bad, I don't remember. Well, I keep going, dead, dead, dead. Yeah, Ooh, we're committed. I'm committed, I'm not gonna give us a popular new nets. It was one of the projects. There's Memento, Web Workflow, the Gemini Micro Wakeboard. Hourglass. I thought it was. Oh, there was. Yeah, the synth sandbox. Yeah, can you go to this? Okay, we're gonna. Go to so this was kind of cool. Um, so this is, you know, we had the the synth <clears throat> I/O capability in CircuitPython, and this is a person who like actually made like a synthesizer out of it. Um, and like they made a library that makes it easier to use Synthio to like, you know, yeah. have a keyboard PCB with like battery and they use a Pico, um, and then they overclock it and stuff. Um, so I think it's neat cause it's like, we did Synthio and I was like, I hope somebody makes a synthesizer out of this. And somebody did. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Just goes to show you how big the newsletter is. <laughs> it's so big. I can't find stuff. It was. Yeah. So check it out. You can look at it on Adafruit daily. You can get it in your inbox. We do not spam. Um, subscribe you can get on github we also have a permalink we have an rss feed and more that's python hardware for the week okay okay for open source hardware news open source hardware and more um we have a call to action for adafruit io because this is the section we usually have a bunch of talk about what we were doing in open source and open source hardware um just like we did with circuit python 
for 2024. Yeah. Um, we have... But we're like a little bit late, but that's okay. Well, fashionably. We want to do the same thing where we're like, hey, like what type of things do you want to see? So you can go check out our blog post and uh, we mirrored it or mimic the CircuitPython 2024 post where the developers and designers of Adafruit.io can get a chance to hear from you. So we can develop all the features you want for Adafruit.io. And here's some ideas, yeah. stuff that we're going to work so with. So low power mode, whippersnapper on more boards, revamped actions, iOS app, Raspberry Pi and Python support, and your feedback. So yeah. Um, Do these sound cool? Yeah, what other things do you want to see? Yeah, and you could tag us. You could put it in the forums. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, you can also email iotnews at adafruit.com. And uh, we'll add all these to our list. And um, just let us know what type of things you're doing with IoT and what type of things you want to see them from Adafruit. So um, check it out. It is on. Yeah, the a lot of this is like whippersnapper, right. but it, some of the things are affect IO and not just whippersnapper. So, you know, they're they're kind of they're BFFs, right? Yeah. Like the actions you see, we've done Blockly actions, the iOS app, you know, we're actually working on a simplified app right now. Uh, Raspberry Pi and Python support. That's we have Adafruit.io support for Python, but we want to add um, whippersnapper support also. So yeah, we we'll, actually have a we'll talk about it in a minute. Plug and play Raspberry Pi as like a whippersnapper device. Yeah, um, but you know, keep in mind we're not doing this for shareholders or to monetize your data or to sell it. We're again, we're not this, to open AI. We're like we're, the only yeah, ones. It's not mid journey or anything like that. So what we're so what we're doing <laughs> so what we're doing is we want to hear from you if there's features you want in an IoT service built for users. Um three. Um that's that's what we're here for. So yeah. um please check it out and let us let our team know if you know the history of CircuitPython, a lot of the features that people ask for they get. Um other little bits of uh open source hardware news before we go into the um guides. Um we uh, certified more open source hardware, so we're up to 736. Oh, that's great! All together, out of 200, uh, sorry, 2,722. Okay. So um, there's a lot. Yeah. So 736 altogether. So we'll continue to certify our um, hardware. Um, doesn't matter if you do, if you're doing open source hardware, but it is a, it is a sig signal and a symbol and all that stuff's up there. Uh, I know there's the trend of companies saying something's open source. It's really not, or saying it's open source hardware and it's really not, or just deciding not to do open source hardware or requiring NDAs, all these things. Um, that's not open source hardware. Um, we're doing open source hardware. So that's where we put our open source hardware certifications. Yeah. Speaking of, um, we also have guides for all this. We're almost up to 3,000 guides, Lady Ada. How many guides do we have? How many guides do we have? Yeah, like 2,980 or something like that. Okay. okay we so have three new ones this week. What's on the big board this week? Okay. Um, so this week, new projects, we've got, um, Tyeth wrote a guide on using Blockly for actions in Adafruit IO. This is actually kind of cool and kind of a big deal. And so if you use Adafruit IO, right, you're using our cloud service to get data from your device to Adafruit IO, the free cloud service that we run. So like sensor data or button presses or whatever back and forth is bi-directional, but then maybe you want to have something happen. Like when my temperature and humidity get below you know, 20 degrees and above 80% humidity, I want you to send me an SMS. Or um, when this feed goes on, I want to update this other feed to turn on a buzzer. You know, the, you, you want something to happen. If something, then something. And people, you know, we we have a tie for Zapier, if this and that, but folks who use the services quickly know that um, there's a delay of 15 minutes, which makes a lot of if this and that, and Zapier kind of like frustrating to use unless you're willing to pay them a bunch of money. So what we have now, what we've had for a bit is actions, which is the ability to say like, when a feed goes above a value, send me an email. But that was like very specialized. It was like a form and you could only like pick certain things in the form and you couldn't, like you didn't have any flexibility. If, like you couldn't say if the humidity is above 20 and the temperature is below 30, or you couldn't like do any math or you couldn't have like delays or times or comparisons. And like it, you couldn't compare two feeds together, for example, you could only have like, feed compared to a number or something. Um, and so one of the cool things that we thought of was like, well, we, we don't want to support this form, which is limited. We want to have it be like free so people can kind of come up with their own uh, functions and actions. So Blockly is like block-based drag and drop programming. And so we've integrated that into Adafruit IO. So now you can have like nested complicated blocks. We're working on the nesting part a little bit, but you can have 
blocks that you drag and drop to define the behavior you want and um you'll be able to kind of do whatever you could have like a much richer language of what capabilities you want Adafruit IO to have because you're not limited by whatever we programmed into this form and we also have to don't we don't have to maintain this form anymore so it's like a twofer um so I think Blockly is really neat because it's it's really easy it's well defined um and I think it works well with the kind of thought process that people have for cloud services so uh, check it out it's very new we have it, it's it's right now we have a very like limited capability but we're going to be expanding it um soon we just wanted to replicate the behavior we already had uh that said um you know go it's free to use it comes with info io try it out only sms's you have to use io plus because we have to pay for sms's um but for just email sending and stuff it's built in uh, and you can use the uh, blockly actions right now okay what else next up mm -hmm. We have this really cool case. I think we have a video for it. Um, yeah, a case for the new Itsy Bitsy ESP32. And Liz wrote a guide on the Itsy Bitsy ESP32, including using web workflow with CircuitPython. Yeah, we have CircuitPython support for the ESP32. Did you know that? Uh, well, we do. And you can use um, web REPL and web file editing. So you don't even have to do like a thing that uploads files over the command line if you don't want. Okay. So more guides as we march to 3000. Let's do some factory footage. into the factory let's do some 3d printing we're going to play these videos back to back and then we're going to go right over to iot mpi afterwards take it away knowing pedro this is the new adafruit itsy bitsy featuring the esp32 wi-fi pico module it comes in two flavors one with a wfl antenna connector and the other with a pcb antenna these come packed with goodies like eight megabytes of flash two megabytes of ps ram 20 gpio and a stemiqt connector they also feature Bluetooth Classic, BLE, and an ultra low power deep sleep mode. With a Wi-Fi connection, you can use CircuitPython web workflow to program and debug your dev board. This works great with any Wi-Fi enabled computer or mobile device. It's also compatible with the WLED firmware so you can build advanced lighting projects with NeoPixel LEDs. The CircuitPython web workflow lets you upload and browse files on your Wi-Fi enabled dev board. You can also view and edit text files, making minor edits quick and easy. You can use Adafruit's Web Serial ESP tool to install firmware over a USB connection using the Google Chrome browser. For all the details and documentation, check out the product guide on learn.adafruit.com. The CircuitPython web workflow is in beta, but it's open to the public. It supports most of Adafruit's Wi-Fi dev boards, so it's definitely worth checking out. You can 3D print our SnapFit case for the Itsy Bitsy ESP32 to keep it protected and mounted to your project. The board press fits into the case and gets secured with a mounting plate using fasteners. You can secure additional sensors and display breakouts to the top cover using the built-in mounting slots. With Stemma QT, you can daisy chain I2C breakouts and plug them directly to the Itsy Bitsy ESP32 so no soldering is required. For antenna users, you can panel mount a WFL antenna to the special case. With access to the header pins, you can connect external components using socket jumper cables or even a breadboard. We hope this video inspires you to check out Adafruit's new Itsy Bitsy ESP32 for your next Wi-Fi enabled project.
some 3d printing okay uh, a little reminder before we go off dynamic API don't forget to go to switch get free stuff and uh, it's still not too late to subscribe to inbox um, as we get the last ones yeah. let's uh, kick it off by MPI. New product introductions brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. This week is translated to what is a new product introduction NPI this week. Well, I'm excited to have a new vendor on INPI. I always love, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the STs and the TIs and the analog devices, but uh, once in a while you get something new. Triad Semiconductor. Um, so this was featured on digikey.com slash new. This is the TS4631. Make sure I get the part number right because I have a couple in the family. And this is an infrared light uh, analog front end specifically for VR and AR uses. So this company, this is from their um, website for Triad. They're kind of like the specialty ASIC maker that makes uh, the chips that are used for tracking devices in AR and VR, but also might be useful for other kinds of 3D tracking, which we'll talk about. So even if you're not like making an AR or VR product, but especially if you are, uh, this product might be interesting to you. So the uh, TS4631 is the latest in generation of their light to digital converter. And basically, you know, at the bottom right, you see um, how you connect it up. It's kind of the usage diagram. You have this chip, uh, you give it a couple little passives, you give it a big IR uh, photodiode, and then it can send the envelope and data from infrared um, lighthouse transmitters to a microcontroller, ideally one that has, uh, you know, wireless connectivity like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or Zigbee, um, that can then be used to track the item with millimeter precision in a 3D space like a room. This chip is used primarily in the HTC Vive, or Vive, man, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to say Vive, but I could be wrong. Um, the VR system uh, that you can even see, like there's these little divots in um, all of these little products, and that's where the infrared receivers would be. And then the two things in the top right and top left, those little square roundish boxes, those are what are called lighthouses. And they look, and it's a beautiful Creative Commons I thought, public domain photo of a lighthouse. They work just like a lighthouse works, where uh, inside is um, those boxes are these really bright infrared light so you don't see them with human eyes but sensors can see them and um this is from the presentation from alan yates who who i guess worked on developing those base stations this is actually not what it looked like in the end this is, i think a prototype but basically there's like these really bright infrared ir lights and then there's x and y scanning motors which you can see like in that photo and the the, the lights are on the top uh and the left and the bottom and the right are the scanning motors and the scanning motors um, rotate consistently at I think like 30 hertz and flash the infrared light around the room as a line. Um, so basically scanning the room. And so what you would do is, you know, you connect the photodiode to this chip. Um, and it, you know, at first it flashes a, um, the lighthouse flashes, a, you know, a big sync pulse to get everything to be like okay you know i'm about to send you this h this x and y scanning um pulse and then the sensor looks for the x and y scanning pulse and measures how much time it took from the sync pulse to the x and y pulse to get to it and then you know this is from um a homebrew interface for these lighthouses from travel hudson using um some math and you can see like you know these envelope pulses on the on the bottom there you can see uh he's got four boards with um the earlier version of this triad chip i think this he's got the ts4231 and you see the little photodiodes the big silver things in the center there you get the pulse and envelope data and you can see it being graphed out and you know you do a bunch of matrix math which 
is documented here in, in a couple of other libraries if you don't want to figure out the math yourself. And then you can get within like a couple millimeter precision XY coordinates using only two lighthouses, although you can have up to four. Um, and then you have a base station that you can communicate to and say, I know where I am in XYZ space. A lot cheaper than you would do with ultra wideband um, because infrared light is going to be a lot cheaper than having, you know, four radio transmitters that are trying to do time of flight. Um, and you can do time of pulse distance a lot easier than time of flight as well. Um, and this chip is actually, this is, a, this is the latest generation, the 4631 builds on the 4231. I saw this uh, person who did some teardowns on social media of various controllers for uh, Steam VR. Um, and this is like, you know, as of like 2023, this is what everyone's using. Uh, this new generation is a lot lower power, has like good deep sleep modes. But you can see it's like a very small chip, very easy to use. And then you, you can see the um, photodiode is much larger than the chip itself and even all the passives. Um, and this is a, you know, you know, basically, I think chip code compatible, but a smaller die and um, lower power usage. Um, so this is how it works. And, you know, I think even Travel Hudson in his write up, which I linked to in the text for um, this uh, video in this post, he kind of shows like you could build this all with analog electronics, um, but it would just really suck because you have to do like gain management and offsets and, uh, you know, de detecting the envelope, detecting the data coming out. Um, so it's nice about the TS4631 uh, is even if you have a powerful M33 microcontroller or whatever, you still want to have all of the analog stuff handled on this chip and done very small and very inexpensively. Um, and it's a 0.4 millimeter BGA nine pin, but thankfully the middle pin is ground, which is shared with another analog ground. Thank you. Love that because it means you can do this on two layer board without any like buried or blind vias, um, even though it's 0.4 millimeter pitch. And you know, that that is not the issue. It's usually um, getting that middle pin out, but they made it really easy um, to integrate. Um, and then the two output pins that give you the envelope and the data are also used for the configuration. So it uses I squared C. There's like one 16 bit register that you can write to. And this is, you know, the sleep modes, the game modes, various thresholds you can configure, um, or you can use the defaults. Uh, you do need to configure it to start. Like it won't just like boot immediately into usage because, uh, it starts up in sleep mode. Um, like normal sleep behavior, you have to tell it to be enabled. Uh, so mode one or mode two. So, you know, you do have to use the I squared C, uh, even if you're not planning to use any of the other um, register bits. <coughs> As I mentioned, this is an upgrade to the 4231. I saw uh, Triad has a GitHub repo, and they do have a library um, from a while ago for the 4231, the original version of this chip. Uh, you can probably use it as the basis for your library on the 4631. I also saw there's a lot of people doing cool DIY VR hacking with this chip. And so, um, you know, I'm sure if you want to make an official product that uses the uh, VR headset technology, um, you can, uh, uh, you know, talk to uh, Triad, or you can talk to Steam VR, you can talk to um, uh HTC and, and, you know, sign developer agreement with them. But if you also want to do, do your own thing, DIY something with, um, AR or VR without necessarily going through the development process, you can buy these chips and, you know, the stuff isn't under NDA. It's fully publicly uh, documented. Um, you can follow along with some of these projects and guys, including this really cool white paper, um, that basically shows how to make like a full 3D positioning system. There's also from CN Lord. Uh, he wrote uh, LibSurvive, which is um, a Python library runs on desktop that will do all the 3D calculations for you to create your own trackable objects without, again, having to uh, purchase a tracker. You can make small ones that use your own technology stack and your own sensors. So I think really neat. So check it out. It's in stock. Um, don't forget you need that photo diode. Uh, but very cool. Um, you know, I think could be useful for drones, could be used for interactive art, could be used for like any internal um, tracking where, you know, the cost of the trackable device is, you know, can be made for under $5 spill material. All right, and that's this week's on MPI. On MPI.
Okay, we're going to go off to new products. Don't forget, switch the code. 10% off the native for store. Lady Ada, what is new this week? Okay. Okay, coming soon by popular demand, the high voltage version of our UPDI friend. Uh, look at this beauty. So we have the UPDI friend that we put in the store a couple weeks ago that lets you program your favorite ATtiny UPDI programmable chips. Um, but will not give you that 12 volt pulse needed to unbrick chips that were that were fused to use the UPDI pin for reset or GPIO. Now you want you most people don't need that, but if you do need that because you want to use that GPIO or you have a chip that requires the high voltage pulse, this is uh, a similar UPDI programmer, but has a little boost converter, gives you the 12 volts, and then when the RTS serial line toggles, which you know the UPDI serial programmer. Uh, will do automatically on serial port open. Uh, you'll get that pulse and uh, it'll let you program the chip. So very handy. Thanks, Dan. Okay, uh, sort of combo from last week and then this week we have uh, these beautiful RGB W NeoPixel neon strips that run on five volts. Finally, we had a 12 volt version and it was a little annoying because you know you probably don't have 12 volts hanging around. This one is five volts friendly. It's like 144 pixels per meter. Um, and uh, as you see in the animation, it has uh, full RGB control, pixel control across, and then either cool white or warm white. You'll see if after the, yeah, a nice, beautiful warm white LED um, as well. So you can get, you know, both extremely colorful color changes or white pixels. Um, don't forget to set your mode to RGBW on your controller, but it's otherwise NeoPixel, NeoPixel compatible and 5 volt friendly, which I love. All right, and then the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our customers, our community, the Adafruit team, the staff, everybody who makes and shares and makes this whole thing go is? Dun, dun, dun. It's the Max 4544 analog switch. This is by Special Quest uh, from AT Makers, but I thought other people could also use this handy board. So we sell relay boards that will let you like mechanically switch between you know, two options and one, you know, common um, connection. So normally open, common, normally close, and you can switch between the two. But relays, uh, first off, they're a little slow. Second, they click. Uh, third, they use a lot of power. And fourth, they eventually wear out. If you want to switch analog voltage signals, you might use an analog uh, switch instead. So this is a Stemma board. So it uses a Stemma JST PH, not a QT. It's a, it's a two millimeter pitch connector. You uh, or you can use the breakout pins on the bottom, and you uh, provide it with V plus, which is the highest voltage that you could put through the analog signal that you want to the normally open or common or normally closed. You give it a signal, and then the signal when it's high, one side is connected. When it's low, the other side is connected. You can flip between the two, and it's perfect for analog signals like uh, NTSC or PAL or audio or um, sensor data. Uh, what it's not good for is power. It's not It's not a mechanical connection. It's a um, analog pass-through connection with uh, MOSFETs on the other side. And so you're not going to get, um, uh, you're not, first of all, you're not going to get full electrical isolation. Of course, the ground is still shared. Um, and second, you can't source power through it. It's only for signals. But if you want to like move a signal around, uh, like audio is a perfect example, you want to switch um, one connection between two channels or two channels between one. The connections are bi-directional, but you know, analog only, and like I said, signal not power. And then um, another thing to watch for is you can't have the signals go negative. They have to be within between ground and V plus. Uh, so something to watch out for too. Um, but otherwise, you know, there's no mechanical connection. It's like nearly instantaneous. It's like five, ten, what, sorry, it's uh, 25 nanoseconds to switch. There's no wearing out uh, and there's no noise, <laughs> there's no clicking and um, very low RDS on. I think only like two to six ohms of resistance that you can detect. So um, you know, it could be really handy for people doing analog switching. You want like a joystick signal or a potentiometer signal. You want to move, like I said, audio or video. Uh, these are common things that people are moving around. Um, you know, maybe some sensor signal you want to move between two op amps or something. Um, the analog switch will do a great job for you there. All right, and that is new products. New, 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 new
Okay, we're going to do some top secret, then we're going to answer your questions. We have a bunch that are lined up. Don't forget to go to switch. You can put your questions there. If you already put it there, don't worry, I got it. You can put it there again if you want, don't worry. Um, let's do some top secret, and then we're going to roll right into your questions. From the vault. Okay, lots more Trinkies. Yeah. Uh, you're wondering why so many Trinkies? Because I have a lot of at 7021 EATs, and I got to get rid of them. Um, so, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I do have a lot, but I also have these Trinkies that I, were waiting for me to have that 7021Es in stock because they make for a great Trinkie. Look at the bottom. There's almost nothing on there. Uh, this has a, a NeoPixel, and on the other side, a little thumbstick. Um, I think these are the same thumbsticks used on the PS Vita. <laughs> Um, anyways, they're they're compatible. They're they don't have a press in, but they do have XY analog input. So you can plug this in. You have a little joystick connected to your USB port. Maybe it would act like a mouse, or maybe it would uh you know just give you XY coordinates over serial port. I don't know. Find out. Um next I'm designed um many more Pico Bells, Pico Bells, or Pico Bell compatibles. This is an underplate, so if you go to the previous you can plug the Pi Cow on top. It plugs right in, so there's no soldering required, and you get a reset button and a uh, stem QT port, and then each pin is doubled. There's like two rows on the header, so you can plug in wires. So it makes it easy. There's a little prototyping area on the middle. Okay. And then a doubler. So it's like now you want like a Pico and then a Pico Bell on the other side, and then the other side has battery charging and an enable switch on off. So this would be really good for like wireless projects where we didn't have a battery charger and you wanna be able to turn it off. Um, this is a camera Pico Bell. So uh, we do have camera support for the RP2040 for using like the OV5640 or OV2640 or whatever. Um, the problem is that the wiring is a total nightmare. And so this kind of does all the wiring for you. It uses a lot of pins. But you get full color camera with JPEG or uh, well, RGB output. And then there's a little micro SD slot. You can save your images, a little button for like a shutter, and then all the power <laughs> supply stuff you need to uh, to use it. Uh, and then finally, this, people really like this one. This was a thing I just tossed off really quickly. I took the ESP32 S2 feather and took the S2 off and I replaced it with the C6. This is the new Wi-Fi 6 and Zigbee slash thread slash matter uh module from espressive um we do have some circuit python support for it although i don't think we have any zigbee support um or any coming soon in fact i think the zigbee isn't even in arduino yet it's only in the idf uh this is like your standard feather um not as many pins on the little mini module but i kind of scrolls out enough to give you um you know analog pins spi i squared c uh only two pins are shared between like the digital and the uh, analog i have to share two pins but you have a low power pin, so disabling the second LDO that powers the NeoPixel and I2C port, uh, and then a BME 280, and then a battery monitor. So this is kind of like a nice, like it could could make for a really good matter development board. And that's top secret. New top secret, get in the vault. All right, we're gonna go straight to your questions that you okay. asked about in the chat. And, you know, we're gonna get through these. Right? Yeah. Cool. Okay, first up, me device. Have a seven-inch screen on synth. I need to point a camera down at the screen and HDMI the video out to a flat panel. This is because I'm going blind and need to increase reading area. I cannot read the synth seven-inch screen. Friends of the lens and the magnet glass is no good. Any suggestions on the camera module and lens? I have Raspberry Pi EPs and 2040s, all from Made for Fruit, but always a newbie. Thank you. Um. Yeah, a Raspberry Pi can drive HDMI output so you can drive like a big monitor and just have, just run like the, there's like a Raspberry, there's like a, like RPI camera demo that whatever's on the camera goes to HDMI. And yeah. you would just do, you would just put it on like, a, you'd mount it onto something so it's like fixed. You know what I mean? And then it would um, output that to HDMI and then you would just put on like a, a gigantic monitor. Um, you might need to, put a polarizer on it so you don't get reflection. It's the only thing I can think of. But I don't see why that wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, you could also get a little projector, project it somewhere. Well, HDMI, yeah, you yeah. can do whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of remote cable for Mento. Do you think one of your ANO encoders could be used to control the buttons and 
the ring to change the focus. Absolutely. You'd have to add the code yourself, but there's like, it's really simple to update the code to, um, I think we have a, um, I think we did one of the projects we did was using uh, touch OSC to do remote control of the camera. And so instead of having the commands come in from Wi-Fi, you just have it come in from this rotary encoder. Okay, next up. Any recommendations for ESP32 for a flipper expansion board Wi-Fi dev? I don't know. <laughs> um, sorry, good question. I, I don't know uh, how you would do the um, connectivity. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> would this board be good for automotive relays? Um, it would it would not be good for it w it would be good for any up to 12 volt analog signal so it depends on like what you're switching like it wouldn't be good for power but it would be good for like oh i want to route audio from one spot to another spot okay. in my car another one can the new analog switch uh, act like a relay it's not a relay it's it's like a, a it's a solid state switch so it can be used in some cases where a relay can be used and really can be used in some cases where this can be used. There's some overlap, but they're not interchangeable. Okay. Uh, next up, is there a I3C version of the MCP 23017? I would like to build a organ keyboard. I don't think that Microchip has any I3C expanders yet. You could ask them, um, but you should probably be able to use I2C. I don't think you need I3C to build a keyboard. Okay. Next up, are we getting closer to um, lithium? Uh, what is that? Is that L O? Yeah, lithium P O four. I don't know. How yeah, that's it. I don't know which. Uh, I don't know what the term. Lithium, they call. lithium iron, lithium iron. I don't know. Yeah, P O four batteries and charging them on microcontrollers. That's because of uh, estimated longer life over light bulb and safety. Um, there are chips, but you know, honestly, a lot of people they are heavier. Um, a lot of people just prefer the smaller lipos like that there there aren't small you know let lithium ferrite whatever lithium yeah iron. the first thing i look up they're gigantic they're they're bigger they're you know they're used for they're used for skateboards and they're used for lithium, lithium iron, iron phosphate yeah they're used for like skateboards or cars or stuff um they're not or build parts yeah but they're still not yeah. thin like people like the pouchy lithium polymers and, yeah, and these are not. They're yeah for microcontrollers. Yeah. Okay. Next up, um, can you make an option for boards that come with pins unsoldered, pre-soldered for throw boards, throws boards? Don't know what throws boards is, but we are we are starting to add more products that have the headers pre-soldered, and so you're going to see that come in. Um, it's a trade-off because you know. Um, you know, some boards is like, well, you could have male headers or female headers. And we can't like, we can't have six options. We have to like be reasonable about how much space we can uh, show. But if you have particular requests for like, oh, I want to see this board with headers pre-soldered, uh, email it to um, support Adafruit and we'll put it in the queue. There's a little like drop down in the support okay. for like product suggestion. So on uh, the TFT feather wing, I noticed the CS lines have a 100K pull up resistors, which where this is for I squared C, but for SPI CS lines, Question mark. That's the question. Is this normal yeah. convention for these CS lines? I was unaware of. You can have anywhere from uh, 10K, you know, whatever, 4.7K to, to 100K is fine. But yes, you want to have the CS lines pulled up high so they're disabled by default. Here's a request. Plug and play USB host work for all our boards, either quick or iSpy connectors. Okay. Okay. Uh, been trying to connect a USB keyboard to a macro pad, but was told RP2040 can't connect that way. Needs USB host recommendations for any other host boards. Um, you can connect a USB host to MacroPad with RP2040 using our USB host, um, library, but it's, um, it's, I don't know if it will work with the MacroPad firmware. It's a little more complicated than that, but check out, you know, we have a feather, you feather with USB host on it and you could use that to like practice your development. And then you would have to wire up the, I guess you could use the, the, Stem QT connector, maybe try to wire it up for USB host. It's non trivial. Yeah. Okay, someone else wanted the code again. Um, is the PCA9685 good only for brushed motors? Why I tried using it for brush could not get it to work. Yeah, brushed motors need a brush motor controller. They're different. Okay. And I think we got all of those. A big chunk of questions. Okay. Go to work waiting. Uh, looking to communicate Home Assistant via CircuitPython project is MQTT 
the protocol of choice? Uh, we have a Home Assistant CircuitPython project in Learn. Uh, whatever, whatever we use there is definitely going to work. All right. And I think we got all the questions. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. That was a bunch. Don't forget to pick up something from the Adafruit shop. Please do. Which um, you get free stuff. Yep. And then if you go to adabox.com, you can still sneak in and get If you want it before for the next one. The next one. We yeah. will run out. We we don't have that many slots left over, so Yeah. But you you have a small window of time until like, you know, next week or we run out of slots uh to get into this one. Yeah. So this is the window. And we also tried to, you know, not per heavily promote subscribe now because we wanted to get through all the first subscribers. Yeah. We've been patiently waiting during the chip shortage and Now's a good time, though, to subscribe. So okay. thank you so much, everybody. We are an independent open source hardware company manufacturing in New York, uh, woman-owned. We pay our people, and we try to have the best possible lives for everyone, benefits and pay time off and all the things that people love. And, and then we give everything away. They live and just work crazy. balance and all that. But the only way we can keep this up is if you buy something in the store. But so stuff. please do. We'll see everybody next week. This has been an Adafruit production. Here is your member, Zener. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night.